0: This podcast is brought to you by Biorad. Tips for choosing a secondary antibody, read by Dr. Kimberly Brian Dodd. Secondary antibodies recognize an antibody as their target antigen, making them effective research tools in various immunoassays. To enable convenient detection, they're often conjugated to other molecules such as horseradish peroxidase or fluorescent dyes. Rather than just reaching for whatever secondary antibody you have stashed in the lab freezer, Take a moment to consider if this reagent is the most suitable for your experiment and will give you the best results. This podcast discusses the main factors to consider when choosing your secondary antibodies. As well as any application specific criteria, you should consider the following when selecting a secondary antibody for your experiments. Host and target species, class, chain and isotype, format and consider cross adsorbed. Host and target species. Which host species was used to generate your primary antibodies? It is important that the host species of your secondary antibody is different from the primary antibody host species, but the target species of your secondary antibody is suitable for the primary antibody you want to detect. For example, if you used a rabbit primary antibody to detect your antigen, then you need a secondary antibody that is anti rabbit and raised in a different host, such as goat, that is, a goat anti rabbit. Secondary antibody. Class, chain and isotype. It is important to choose a secondary antibody that recognises the class or isotype of the primary antibody that you are using. There are five mammalian immunoglobulin or Ig classes where the heavy chain differs in amino acid composition and number. These are IgA, alpha, IgD, delta, IgE, epsilon, IgG, gamma and IgM. Mu. Immunoglobulins can be broken down further into isotypes which share roughly 95% homology in the CH regions. Many secondary antibodies will recognize both the heavy and light chains, often written as H plus L, and therefore enable universal primary antibody recognition within a species. This is perfect for when you're using polyclonal primary antibodies, as they could be a mixture of isotypes. Most polyclonal secondaries Will have a bias to the most common isotype. For example, antibodies raised against IgG will often show strongest reactivity against IgG1. To get a stronger signal for a rarer isotype, like IgG2A, use a secondary antibody raised against IgG2A. This is particularly important if you are using a monoclonal primary antibody, as you will see better results by using a secondary antibody directed against the same monoclonal primary antibody isotype. If you don't know your primary antibody isotype, then you can use anti-IGG-FAB antibody, as this region is conserved in all isotypes. Format. Secondary antibodies are available in different formats. The type of reporter you need depends on your application. Immunoassays, such as flow cytometry, rely upon fluorescently conjugated secondary antibodies, and care must be taken to ensure that combinations of dyes are compatible. If you are unsure whether the fluorescent dyes you have chosen are suitable, you can use Biorad spectreviewer on the Biorad Antibodies website to check. Enzyme conjugated secondary antibodies are a great choice for ELISA or non-fluorescent western blots. Consider cross adsorbed cross adsorption of a secondary antibody improves the specificity of the antibody by removing undesirable cross-reactivity. This cross-reactivity could be to a different species due to conserved epitopes or a different isotype. cross adsorbed secondary antibodies are particularly useful when you are performing multiplexing experiments as they can give cleaner results. You have been listening to our podcast on how to choose a secondary antibody. For more help on selecting your secondary antibody, take a look at our secondary antibody selection tool on our website. We also have a range of resources, tips and protocols designed to support experimental design. bio rad slash secondaries